Welcome to Stories of Change and Creativity. I'm Judy Oscom, a professor in the School of Journalism and Mass Communication at Texas State University. Throughout my career as a television journalist, video producer, PR professional, and educator, I've always been drawn to stories, stories about people and how they deal with change and embrace creativity. Hope you enjoy listening. On this episode, I talk with Wendy Conklin. I'm Wendy Conklin, and I am a chair stylist. She's a savvy entrepreneur, artist, and designer. Wendy created her company, Chair Whimsy, in 2012. She designs custom one-of-a-kind chairs and shares her expertise in online classes. During our interview, we talk about her journey and how she changed her career and her life. You're an award-winning writer, editor, consultant, teacher. You've written a lot about creativity. And I want to talk today about how you made the shift and why you made the shift. Well, about nine years ago, I started uh, by taking an upholstery course only because I was interested in it. I like to do things that challenge me because my feeling was, as a writer and an editor, that challenging myself in different kinds of ways, doing different kinds of things and trying out new skills was a way uh, to make me better at my job. And I had always been interested in upholstery and kind of dabbled in it by looking at books, you know, long ago. And um, so I tried some things and it was just really hard. And so once I took my courses, I was like, oh, that's how you do it. And it was much easier. And it was something that... um, I think anything that stretched me at that point, I felt like, well, that makes me better my job and what I do. So I had no inkling that I wanted to change jobs, that I wanted to change careers at that time. Um, So once I finished my upholstery courses, I decided, okay, I need to open an Etsy shop. That's the next step for me. And that challenged me as well, because I'm like, gosh, how do I ship across the United States? How do I ship a chair? Because that's what I wanted to do was chairs. And so um, everything was like a challenge, but it was a hobby and it was fun. And I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot, a lot of heartache too. And um, as time went on, that business grew. And I began to become more dissatisfied with my regular job. It wasn't as challenging to me anymore. You know, once you write so many books, what other book do you need to write to challenge yourself? And um, probably the only one on any topics would be math. (laughs) And I didn't want to do it. So (laughs) I realized, you know, I really became dissatisfied. And I'm the kind of person I need a challenge. I need uh, change to keep me fresh. And I like to try new things. Um, So as my chair business grew, I became more dissatisfied with my job and what I was doing just because it wasn't. Um, my heart's desire to do anymore. I felt like I had done everything I could and grown as much as I could. And yet being an entrepreneur, on the other hand, was very scary. Um, But uh, also something that was uh, that pulled me in that direction. So I decided um, over time, you know, when you get more miserable (laughs) and more miserable, it's easy it's easier to make the switch. And I don't think that you make that switch until your misery is greater than the fear of the unknown. You know, there's always that fear of the unknown when you go into business for yourself or you switch careers or you completely do something different like I was doing. And a lot of people are doing that now. Um, But 
there's a lot of people who want to that don't make that switch. And, you know, um, for me, it was finances, having a family and having to contribute to my family. And uh, my daughters are getting ready to go to college at the time. And, and I'm like, how in the world can I do this? So really, as my business grew, I could see a small path and yet I was still very scared, <laughs> but my misery became greater than that fear of the unknown. And that's when I leaped, you know, and quit my job, quit my day job and decided to do this full time. And I think a lot of people might have a passion and they have a hobby, but they don't ever do it. They don't ever do it. What really pushed you over the edge? You talked about the misery. The, it was my job. misery. <laughs> yeah, but also, I think it takes some real courage to add, to mm -hmm. take the leap. It does take courage. Um, so, you know, courage is different than fear. You can have a lot of fear and still act in a courageous way. So I think maybe that's what it was for me. I just didn't like what I was doing anymore and became just more dissatisfied. And, and yet I could see, ooh, this is a way out, maybe. But then, you know, you wake up in the middle of the night scared to death, you know, hot, you know, you're sweating and you don't know, right, you know, right. if you're going to make it and you're scared. But, you know, you wake up the next day and you think, I can't do this other job one more day, you know, and there's got to be a path. So I went on like that for a couple years before I actually decided to, to make a switch. And then when you did make the switch, talk about how you created your company mm -hmm. and why because you've created you had the designers expertise and the eye and the creativity to make it work not everybody does that mm -hmm. but you also worked hard at it right so talk about that if you would well over the years I became better and better at doing chairs when I first started out you know, the chairs weren't that great, uh, but I had to start somewhere and learn more about fabrics and learn more about color coordination and things like that. And so the more that I learned, I did have to make effort to get better at what I did. And, and I'm that kind of person. I'm an achiever. That's a part of my DNA. And um, that's how I function. And so whatever I do, I want to improve on and so it over the years I mean and it took me a while and and I had uh, mistakes that I made um, that I had to learn from and bad clients to deal with that I had to learn lessons from that um, and still have lessons still have more to learn and I'm but the encouraging thing to me is I am still growing and getting better at my design there is not a um, a finish line in this. Every single month I can look and think, oh, I'm getting better at this. I'm, I'm seeing something in a new way. So there's always something more to achieve. There's always a way to get better at what I'm doing. And that, for me, is very satisfying um, just because of the way I'm wired, you mm -hmm, know. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and, and Chair Whimsy uh, is... It's more than just a, a chair design shop. Talk about chair whimsy and what it is growing into. Right. So what I do is custom chairs for clients. Um, they either um, order from me a set of vintage or a vintage or antique chair. Um, and a year and a half ago, I created my own line of antique-inspired dining chairs. So they were made in Italy, um, I had, but they look like antiques, so they're super strong. Um, and this, that was really born out of the problems that I was seeing with antique chairs. 
you know, I like to upcycle, I like to recycle and, you know, I feel like it's better for the environment and all those great things. And plus I love the style of old things. So giving it a new life is very satisfying, but at the same time, a lot of the chairs weren't strong enough, uh, to handle even more wear and tear because maybe they're just too old. And so that's why I decided to create my own line of chairs. So I do both. And I, so I have a line of antique inspired dining chairs that I also customize for clients. So I have the old and I have the new, but they all look old. And so a couple months ago, I, uh, through people asking me to do this, and I had no idea anybody wanted me to do this. And I thought I had kissed my years of teaching goodbye And it's interesting to see how things come back full circle. Um, I have an online upholstery course called DIY Upholstery with Chair Whimsy. And it's a course for beginners that teaches them how to do what I do. Um, You know, I know how to write curriculum. I know how to teach and I know how to teach adults because that's what I've been doing for years now. And um, so it just kind of grew into that. And Uh, I'm releasing a new course called Fabric Mixology because I kind of think fabrics and pattern mixing and color coordination are kind of my superpower. (laughs) And, um, And I enjoy it. And it's something that it is work, but it's not difficult. And your clients are wanting it. Why it's not difficult is because it's part of your expertise. Right. You already have it, and now you're able to share that with others online. And And uh, teaching them how to do it. Right. And so that's really satisfying. And and I've had tons of people say, oh, you're creating competition for yourself, and you're, you know, just by teaching other people to upholster or how to do fabrics like you do. But I don't view the world in that way. I believe that um, there is enough work for everybody who wants to do this as a job. If people want to flip and sell chairs, more power to them. I think it's great and I'm happy to help them and teach them. So I don't have that scarcity mindset of if I share this, someone's going to steal my customers. I I just don't believe that way at all. Um, I do believe that um, there's great satisfaction in helping other people to become the best that they can be. And, you know, we all have our own tastes. We all have our own slants on the way that we do things. So no one's going to do it exactly like I do it anyway. And no one, if you were taking the class, would do it exactly the way sure. you would do it. You sure. have your own style and your own thing. And there's enough clients for everybody, right. you know, if you wanted to do that. Or maybe you just want to do your own. And I'm happy for you to learn to do that. So these online courses, um, I'm opening and closing throughout the year. So now this is my third time to open a course coming up and I'm hoping to maybe do a business course also this next year that may turn into like more of a coaching type course for people who want to get into the chair business like what I've done um, because I've learned so many lessons and I would like to help other people to bypass a lot of the heartache yeah. that I've had to do. Yeah, you know? uh, yeah, and 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 I think you know part of one of the things we always ask on this show is give us a little known fact about Wendy Conklin. Little known fact: I know how to play the guitar, and okay. I started taking <laughs> when I turned forty years old because. My kids bought me a guitar for my birthday back then. And I thought, you know, I'd always complained. Yeah, and I had always complained. You know, it was my complaining story of when I was a kid, how I wanted to play the guitar and I begged my parents and they never let me do it and never got me lessons. And so I complained about it for long enough. I guess my kids thought, we're getting her a guitar. (laughs) And I thought, oh, shoot, now I have to learn. (laughs) But um, that was another one of those things that it helped me with my job. 
you know, and I wanted to learn because it stretched me. Did that turn into a career? No, it didn't. But it was something I enjoyed doing. Um, so, so challenges, always put challenges. In I front think of challenge yourself. is good for everybody. Um, what, and I know I'm extremely wired that way, but I just think it makes life more interesting and it makes it more worth the living. I mean, it makes uh, life an adventure for us when you when you put yourself in uncomfortable situations and trust me with the guitar thing um there is a story but you know i have i was in very uncomfortable situations having to do a recital and um where i bombed (laughs) and everyone else besides one guy were young kids at this recital besides me and there was this one older man and he was really good and of course i'm a beginner so i was not really good and anyway, someone knocked over my guitar, and I didn't realize that that put it out of tune. So when I went up to do my song, it was <laughs> awful, awful, awful. And I mean, it was just mortifying. It was terrible. But um, now I laugh about it because it became a good story, you know. Sure. So it's those kinds of things of putting yourself in those situations, and it makes it fun. Well, and and uh, you have uh, you and Blaine have two daughters. Mm-hmm. What are you hoping your daughters learn from your from your journey here? Because I think um, as a mom, mm-hmm. I think you really are a role model because you're a mom, but because of what you've gone through with the business right. and your whole career. I'd like them to learn not to be afraid to take risks and um, you know not any kind of risk, but calculated risks and and. Um, not to be afraid of change, that it's a good thing. I really hope more than anything that they see that life is about an adventure and not to be afraid of taking calculated risks, not to be afraid of change, if it be in their career or their life somehow, because we all have things we have to deal with. We all have changes that we encounter throughout life. And that those are things that we should welcome. And even when it's uncomfortable, um, it's a good thing to, to be challenged, to be uncomfortable in certain times, that life isn't a bowl of cherries and that, you know, and they've seen that with me. They've seen me struggle. They've seen me cry. You know, they've seen me happy about things with my work and the changes that I've done. And, and they've been very supportive because I know that cannot be um, an easy thing especially my husband, to have to sit back and let me do this when there's no guarantee. Um, There's no guarantee that I was going to be successful in it. Um, So, you know, I think my whole family and my my girls especially, I I hope that I'm the example to them of not, not letting fear control you. Yes, we get afraid. We all feel it. But not letting that get the best of you and rob from you living your life. Well, let me follow up with that. Yeah. And we, we always try and and try and gain something from our experts for the listeners about some strategies. What are two strategies that you might share that would help us do just that? Because mm-hmm. it's the how that's the difficult. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not sure if they're strategies. They're more practices. One is a practice. Okay. I think the first thing, I think this is good for anyone, but anyone who's contemplating change, I think that... Um, some form of a ritual of meditation, whether it be prayer or just doing meditative practices in the morning for five minutes. That's all I do is I have an app on my phone that's 
free and I time myself for five minutes and it reminds me to be in the moment, to breathe, to not respond to things around me um, in anger or frustration. And it helps me stop the stories in my head because that's the biggest battleground for anybody especially entrepreneurs or especially people who want to make career changes that seem scary. It is the battleground in your mind. And if you can harness that, and I think the best way to do it is through meditation. And I don't believe that it has to be hours and hours of it, but I do. I practice a five minute every morning and it has made a huge difference. It's it's a whole mindset change for me and it's helped me manage my fear of doing this because yes, it's scary. I mean, even still, you know, there are moments where things don't, you know, and I think, oh, gosh, I hope I don't have to go get a regular job. That's what every entrepreneur artisan fears the most is having to go back to their old job or what kind of other job could they get that would be a regular income because the money matters. And that's why that's why we have to do what we do. We do our work, you know, so that's number one. And number two, I would say get some kind of business coach. I think everybody could benefit from this. Um, get and try to get one that you just don't think you can afford. <laughs> That's a little more than what you so think stretch, you can afford. Stretch yourself. Yes, mm-hmm. because it will make all the difference having some kind of mentor, business coach, even a, a group coaching. I had a business coach for uh, a couple years who was wonderful and really got me off and gave me great advice. And then I graduated this last year into a group coaching uh, program that cost more money. And I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to do it. But I I just knew it was the right thing to stretch me again. And it has. And now I've just done it again with something that's even more expensive that you every time I think oh boy I I don't know if I can afford this you know but that goes back to your growth mindset yes knowing when it's time for you to level up right right and and everybody needs that I mean I I don't know that anybody should ever stay with the same business coach forever I mean like you need to be changing because different people offer you different things they have different gifts that they can offer and help you and they have different viewpoints so you need that um, in order to grow and um, as a person and as a business person, um, because they're all going to have different focus. They may have a financial focus or they may have, you know, something with the marketing focus or they may, you know, just have something with promotions, you know, or or whatever. Um, but I think both of those things, I think some kind of meditation, ritual practice. And then I think having a business coach, mentor, grouping program, mastermind program, whatever it is, you need to be in something. You cannot do it alone. Right. You, you, I just don't see how you can grow and, and be successful on your own. You have to level up and pay a little bit. Speaking know? of uh, being successful, where do you see yourself in 2025? Look five years ahead. Ooh. What's your... Paint the picture there, and what's your what what is winning look like for you in twenty twenty five? I think winning looks like uh, more courses and helping people in that way by teaching, which is so surprising because honestly, when I shut the doors to that a few years back, I thought I would never do it again. I thought it was over, and I never had an inkling that anybody even wanted to learn from me. I'm like, what? I, I was surprised. 
Um, but I... Well, that's market demand mm-hmm. right there. Your clients right. are wanting that. And I was shocked when I put up a post thinking, okay, maybe I'll just ask, would anyone want this? I thought, no one's going to comment on my social media post today. And I couldn't believe so, all the comments. So take a risk. Yeah. Follow your gut. Yeah. And, and you know, if no one had, then that would have been a sign right there. Okay, yeah, that's not the right sure. direction. Everything is a feedback. You know, sure. it's not ever failure. It's it's just feedback. And you have to view it that way. Everything is feedback. But um, So I would see in five years having more courses, doing less physical work on chairs, but maybe being more of a consultant on chairs. Um, so it's kind of weird. I'm growing back into my consulting teaching days, but it's just with chairs and design and helping people become the best version of themselves by learning new things, challenging themselves, because that's really where you become the most satisfied, the most joyful. It is, it's really, even though you have hard days when you learn new things or hard moments, you get a lot of joy and satisfaction from it. Everybody does. So I think it's the best way to live your best life. I agree. And on that, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Stories of Change and Creativity. Check out the show notes for more information about this episode. You can find this podcast on any of your favorite streaming platforms. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with a friend. If you have a story to tell or know someone who does, reach out to me at judyoscom.com or drjudyoscom at gmail.com. That's drjudyoscom at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.